0: That's the holy rosary. That's the Catholic faith. The whole Catholic faith is in it. Well, I want to welcome you all to another Daily Decade, your Rosary on the Road. We're gonna give this one more try. I've done two recordings on this subject of the Ascension, and the first one. I was so uh, I was so much in a haze that I just kept wandering off into the distance, and I, I did, the result was just awful. It just wasn't even a reflection worth listening to. And the second was a retry of the first uh, that I realized had a lot of implications that were very unpleasant, uh, one of which was um, the direction that I was taking it uh, seemed to imply a denial of the real presence. I realized afterwards that I was... Walking in the, along those those lines, which means the reflection was completely useless. So, I decided to scrap them both. Didn't post anything yesterday. I'm going to do a new recording today, and uh, probably another recording tonight, and then get them both posted and have them all up and going. But for now, uh, I have a prayer request. It's a rather serious prayer request that I wanted to do. I wanted to do yesterday. I'm going to have to do it today. Uh, there's a, a woman who just had her seventh baby. Uh, out uh, at a at a out. In, I actually, I I can't say where. Uh, but uh, she had her ba- she had a baby in. It's on site News. Uh, this little bit. Uh, and she I believe was diagnosed with COVID or she the the she had the she was tested positive or something uh, with that and she developed pneumonia she had the baby in October I think we developed pneumonia in November went to the hospital and they treated, her in the, uh, they, they treated her like it was early 2020 and uh, she ended up dying as a result of the treatment so that infant, that newborn is, is without a mother now that family is without a mother that husband is without a wife and it is a horrific thing without any commentary on on the medical profession. It is a horrific thing that that family is going through. And I was asked by somebody who uh, spoke with me personally to pray for her and for that family, so I want to do that. And uh, and pray for the repose of her soul. She's a good Catholic. Uh, and pray for the, the healing and well-being of her family. So we're going to do that today. Now, I've got three more installments of this thing to do before i'm done for the year and the hiatus kicks in i don't want that to discourage anybody though from writing in sending in prayer requests and to the email just like usual daily decade uh, requests at protonmail.com decket remember d-e-c-a-d-e just like decade and requests is in the plural at protonmail.com you can also reach out to me personally, Mario Goretti at .biz on the Fediverse. You can find us on Gab at the Daily Decade. You can comment on the website praytherosaryeveryday.wordpress.com or where we're syndicated at exodusamericanus.com. All of those. Don't be reluctant to send in prayer requests even during the hiatus. I will get to them when we get back. And I read them and I pray for you on my own personal rosary as well. So as soon as I see it, whatever message it is, I add you to my own prayer list. Just something to bear in mind. Now, today technically is a Friday, uh, and you know what, Ned? Nah, never mind. I was going to say, but we're going to pray in English because I missed Thursday. No, we're going to do this in Latin. Uh, just like we would on any, on any normal Friday. I'll do another recording tonight. Maybe I'll pray in English. Maybe I'll pray in Latin. It depends on how the mood strikes me. Uh, but for now, let's go ahead get our rosaries out, turn our hearts and our minds to God, and pray for Jessica is her name. Um, I don't know her husband's name or her family name, just a Christian name. Uh, and we'll pray for her, the repose of her soul and for the healing and strengthening of the family that is left behind after this. And being Friday, we'll pray in Latin. In omni Paces, and Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater noster, quies in Celi, sanctificator nomen tuum. adveni ad regnum tuum. Fia voluntas Tua, sicur in et in Terra, nostrum quotidianum dona nobis odiae. Et the nobis debita nostra, secret et nos de debitoribus nostris. Et ne nos ducas in tentationum, sed libera nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia Plena, Dominus Tecum. Benedicta tu in et Benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in hora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus Tecum. Benedicta Tu in murieribus et venerictus fructus ventris Tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus Tecum. Ora per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia Plena, Dominus Tecum. Benedicta tu in et Benedictus Fructus Ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, Ora per nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia Plena, Dominus Tecum. Benedicta tu autem, Maria, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in hora mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu autem, Maria, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus. Nunc et in mortis nostre. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus Tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris Tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et en mortis nostre. Amen. Gloria Patria, et Filio, et Spiritui Sancto. Sicur erat principio, et nunc, et semper, et in saeculis Amen. Salve Regina, Mater Misericordia, vita dulcedo et spes nostri, salve. Ad te clamamus, exulis filia evi, ad suspiramus, gementes et flentes hac lacrimarum vale. Aia ergo, Advocata nostra, illos tuus misericordes oculus sa converte. Ad jesum, beatum fructum ventris tui, nobis hoc exilium ostende. Clemens, Opia, Pia, Oldulci, Virgo Maria. Ora pro nobis, Sancta regina Genetrix, ut digni officiamor promissionibus Christi, oremus. Pour forth we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ, thy Son, was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. For the repose of the soul of the handmaiden of God, Jessica, requiem eternum dona ea domine, et lux perpetua ea lucet et requiescat in pace. Eternal rest grant unto her, her, O Lord, and make thy perpetual light to shine upon her, and may she rest in peace. O most blessed Virgin Mary, who has extended thy protection, as a veil over those who come to thee in trust. We beg thee, most powerful intercessor before the throne of thy Son and our God, Mediatrix of all graces, extend thy heavenly protection over this family left without a mother. Be to them a mother. As thou art a mother to us all, sons and daughters of God, who believe on the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ. And in the name of the same Jesus Christ, who livest and reignest with God the Father and the Holy Ghost, we pray to this one God, world without end. Amen. Of us in all of our difficulties, in which we require protection. St. Michael the archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Sacritissimum Corriezum, miserere nobis. Sacritissimum Corriezum, miserere nobis. Sacritissimum Adveni regnum tu. In nomine filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. When we spoke about the agony in the garden, we quoted the passage from Scripture in which Christ says, The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. In his ascension, Christ manifests something for us that is extremely powerful uh, it, it'll, when you think about it we have here in Christ's ascension into heaven two things that he hands on to us the first one is that he cannot uh, send forth the Holy Ghost without ascending into heaven in other words the Holy Ghost will not descend upon us unless Christ ascends into heaven And the Trinity is uh, satisfied in the completion of the work which the incarnation of the Son is meant to accomplish. And then the Holy Ghost can come forth and, as St. Teresa of Avila said, spread fire upon the earth. And the apostles without the Holy Ghost, as we see, have a great deal of tepidity, even, uh, or not tepidity, that's the wrong word, I'm sorry, timidity. Even having followed Christ, having witnessed the resurrection, having seen all these signs and miracles and wonder, yet they still do not venture forth from the upper room, as I recently discovered. Kind of ashamed I didn't know this, but uh, the cynical, as it's uh, or kennicle, C E N A C L E, is the term apparently used to describe the upper room. They did not venture forth until the Holy Ghost came upon them at Pentecost, and the Holy Ghost enlivened them. Now, of course, our Blessed Mother always ha- already had the Holy Ghost upon her, and the power of God overshadowed her, as it says in the Gospels. And yet, as a woman, she knew that her position was not to teach or to instruct. She is there to offer us maternal protection and maternal care. But she is not there to instruct in life the church. She's not the head of the church. But the head of the church, in fact, the entire hierarchy of the church, these the apostles could not go forth and do anything without the Holy Ghost which necessarily descended upon Christ's ascension. So that's thing number one. The second is the manifestation. And this is where I went wrong yesterday in, in reflecting on this. I attempted to say that we didn't need the flesh, but what it is is it's the manifestation of Christ's conquest of the flesh that he leaves us with himself only under a form which requires faith to accept. In other words, he has left us with himself in spirit and in the flesh, but not in the way that those that cannot understand or are not inclined to understand can grasp and believe in. This is Christ when he was teaching the parables. He said, It is not given to them to believe, lest they might be converted and saved. Those who are not worthy of the banquet. Now, he, Christ goes up into the mountain, St. Therese of Lisieux says, and calls who he will. And so it is entirely to God that the decision is left who the elect are to be. And this is made manifest in his ascension. His bodily form, or his his body, it's not just his bodily form, it's not like it's a mode that he assumes, it's not an illusion, it's not a, a mirage. His body, his physical human body, goes up into heaven, permitting by its sanctification, our entrance into heaven, body and soul, at the final judgment. Manifesting his conquest of our human frailties in the flesh, such that we see that our transfiguration is possible only in him and in the Spirit of God and the Holy Ghost. That is what we are left with upon his ascension. We are left with a religion of the Spirit. We are left with a religion of the faith. And we are left with a religion of the confidence that can only come from the reception of the Holy Ghost to those who are able to hear his words and keep them. That's the the essence of the ascension. That's why Christ promises us, I am with you always, even to the consummation of the world. Because he's with us in multiple ways. But he's with us in ways that are only accessible to us if we are prepared to hear and understand What he teaches. Christianity is not an esoteric religion. It's not an occult religion. It's not hidden or or, uh, mysterious. There are mysteries of the faith, obviously, but it's not a mystery cult. It is accessible to all those who can hear. There are no restrictions placed upon who is prepared to receive the word, in that anyone can come to be prepared to receive the word but those who are not prepared those who are wrapped up in the flesh those who are bound to their own fleshly weaknesses and their own carnality will not hear the word of God and keep it and therefore will not be blessed remember the woman crying out from the crowd blessed is the womb that bore thee and the paps that gave thee suck And Christ responds, Nay, blessed instead are they who hear the word of God and keep it. It's a humbling moment for our Blessed Mother in her life, but it's also a clear message. One would see the blessedness of the woman that bore the Messiah, in human terms and that she brought forth the Holy One and therefore was sanctified by bringing forth the Holy One. Now we know better than that. We understand that she was specifically chosen, specifically elect from the very moment of her conception for this purpose and that her sanctity must a priori precede Christ's. To be worthy of bearing christ and that she was free completely of sin not just that she was sanctified by the birth of christ as some continue, actually some persistent believing today that is directly rejected in that statement by christ christ makes it clear there that his being born in the womb of the blessed virgin mary and him suckling at her breast is not what sanctified her. Her sanctity precedes all that. The blessedness in the Blessed Virgin Mary, just like with all of us, comes from the total obedience to Christ and His law and the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. that is only possible when we have freed ourselves from slavery to sin. That's what St. Paul teaches us. And the ascension enables us to achieve greater things even than those disciples of Christ who were with him while he was yet alive. And therefore, we're more Manifestly dependent on Him. We make ourselves dependent on Him without His fleshly presence in human form. Obviously, His flesh is still manifest in the Blessed Sacrament on the altar, and we go there to receive the same refreshment that inevitably His apostles must have had sitting around Him listening to Him teach being in the presence of Almighty God, as no man had hitherto been. We have that. But we do not have that all the time. We cannot live in an adoration chapel. We go out into the world. It's our vocation. And so the presence of Christ must be cultivated in our interior life and the reception of the Holy Ghost which was made possible by his ascension you see how it all ties together and that's really the the essence of the ascension as it ties into what we've been talking about so far with the interior life the interior life comes from the reception of the fleshly form that has been given to us by Christ and the reception of the spiritual form That has been given to us by Christ, which is the Holy Ghost. And and preparing ourselves, allowing ourselves to become seats of the Holy Ghost in which he might fit himself, rather like a a circuit board or an electrical circuit or, uh, heck, if you're building with wood, you know, it used to be you made them without nails and all of that because nails are so expensive, so you would dovetail, and some, I'm sure somebody has seen, one of you have seen, has seen at some point, several of you probably have seen at some point, uh, a cedar chest, an old cedar chest, uh, where they dovetailed them into, into place, the pieces. We are called by Christ to carve out, Lord, to work a little carpentry. And carve out ourselves so that the dovetail of the Holy Ghost might fit in ourselves, and indwelling, we might become something of utility to God. Now, what 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 are a couple of cedar boards? They're just cedar boards. They're just they're, they're just planks. Plank is nothing. I suppose you can stand on it. You can hit somebody with it. But really it doesn't serve a utilitarian purpose until you actually carve it and put it to use. When a man actually plies his hands to it and forms it by violence, by carving and cutting and sanding and hammering, think of yourself being carved hammered rubbed down so that you can fit with the Holy Ghost and become something useful a cedar chest preserves old clothes, that's the reason why they use cedar it protected the garments that were kept inside of it. it protected a good number of things keep away the Eating insects. And what can we do but to guard and protect those virtues? Keep them away from the buzzing of the flies of the That's what we're called to do. That's the indwelling of the Holy Ghost in us, made possible by the ascension of Christ. And as and resulting from the lesson taught by his ascension. Moreover, and so that brings me to the prayer that I have today, which is that all of us, by permitting the indwelling of the Holy Ghost, by seeking Christ in the only fleshly form that is left to us in His Sacred Body in the in the uh, in the Blessed Sacrament. Uh, might come to be something of utility to Almighty God that we might as those unliving and unfeeling things which in life he did fashion and form under the tutelage of St. Joseph make into things that served a higher purpose we too might allow Him to ply His trade upon us, that we might be things of utility to Him, that we might do the work of God, even if in spite of ourselves. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The moon is the symbol of Our Lady. The moon is for those in darkness. And I think in a special way for sinners. So that if we but look to her, who is the moon, and derives all light from the sun, they would never fall into an abyss. Now this is the rosary.